What kind of wings? You go blue cheese or uh, or ranch? Nothing, just straight wing. I, Michael, I am proud to share a first name with you. Experience. I am your host, Mr. Ancona. Here at the Monarch Experience, we are giving students the platform to voice their opinions about what matters most to them. And today, what matters most is the Super Bowl. That's right. We're talking about Super Bowl 55, the matchup, the epic matchup. We have to say that about every Super Bowl, right? But the matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So many things to talk about for this episode. We've got matchups. We've got storylines. We've got historic storylines. We've got history being made. And of course, if you're an adherent of the Monarch Experience and you listen all the time, but you're not into sports, we're going to talk about just the, uh, the big event that is the Super Bowl. Or if they decide to sue us, we will just call it the big game play it safe. We'll talk about favorite foods, things that we like to do during the Super Bowl, some maybe family or friend traditions that we have. We'll talk about, of course, some people's favorite part about the Super Bowl, the commercials, what we're anticipating, and then obviously we will break down the game itself. But before we do any of that, just a reminder, we got the Monarch Experience logo design contest brought to you by Student Council. Ooh, we got like a sponsor uh, brought to you by Arby's. We've got the meats and by student council. Uh, details are on Classroom. You can check all that out and see all that information. We're looking to redesign the logo, get something new, get something fresh, uh, get something that captures what this podcast is all about. Student voice. All right. Here joining us today, we've got two fantastic football fans, American football fans. I know I have to make sure I clarify that. There's going to be some Premier League fans where you're going to be like, yeah, it's actually uh, football is soccer. Yeah, I know. Shivraj, Shivraj, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. All right. My first time on Fox. Nice. He's a first, first time in a long time, as they say in the radio industry. Shivraj, it's great to have you here. I'm pumped. We chatted a, a while ago, I think. And you had you had tossed the idea to me about like doing an episode previewing the playoffs. Yeah, I it was a very late notice, but I just wanted to hear it or do it. No, but I love that because you reaching out to me about that actually, I got this ball rolling. Where I think you reached out to me, and it was like a Wednesday, and I was like, "Oh man, the playoffs are starting this Saturday. There's no way I could we could plan, record, edit, and push it out in time." So, but here we are, and we're doing the Super Bowl preview. First time we've ever done this. This is huge. The bar is set. So I appreciate you, and I appreciate that you had this great idea. Welcome aboard. Uh, Thank Michael, you. you're welcome. Michael is another first time, long time. Uh, Michael, say hi to our audience. Hi. Michael has the, the pleasure, or I have the pleasure of being Michael's teacher also. I don't know if it's a mutual feeling. <laughs> the, the laughter and silence will tell you all you need to know. Well, Michael, we're glad to have you here, and we're pumped to talk football. So uh, I think just to kind of get a little bit so, – so people can kind of understand our credentials or where we're coming from. Uh, Michael, who is your favorite football team, and are you fortunate enough to have them playing in this weekend's game? 
My favorite team is the New York Giants, and sadly, we did not even make the playoffs. Oh, man. Hey, uh, what do you think of Joe Judge first year? I like him. We can go yeah, far with he, him next year. I think so, too. They uh, that He got that defense, which was abysmal, playing pretty tough with like a bunch of like scrappy dudes. Um, where does your team go in the draft? I think we either draft Kyle Pitts at tight end or like a receiver. Okay. There's, there's plenty of them for, for the pickings. Uh, how much do you hate the Eagles? Is that a sore subject to bring up right now? It's a lot now. <laughs> do you feel like they lost that game on purpose just yeah. to screw you over? Not Probably not to screw us over because they wanted the higher draft pick, but they wanted to lose on purpose. Yeah. Uh, you never can trust any Eagles fans, right? Yikes. Shivraj, what are your thoughts on all of this? What do you think of Joe Judge? Where where do you think they're going to go in the draft? And uh, and and how much do you disdain the Eagles? Uh, yeah, I hate, just for the record, I hate the Eagles so much. Yeah, I'm never going to – I may burn an Eagles jersey if I have to. Um, yeah. A sacrifice. Worst team ever. Never going to love them. Uh, big Giants fan. Hope we get a really good receiver. I mean, Golden Tate was kind of eh. Daniel, if we can get Daniel Jones to throw more touchdowns, roll, roll out the pocket more, and get him more running with the ball, we'll be a okay. Yeah, and I, I didn't know. Like, oh. I didn't know that dude had legs like that. He's fast. Yeah, but um, clumsy at the same time. If <laughs> yeah. Seven. Favorite Giant of all time? We'll do that real fast. I know that our audience are probably either Giants or Jets fans for the most part, too. Uh, Shivraj and then Michael, favorite Giant of all time? Uh, Lawrence Taylor. Ooh. One of the best outside rushers. One of the best players of all time. I think you could argue yeah. there's an argument to be made that he's top two. Him and Jim Brown. Okay. Uh, Michael, yeah. favorite player of all time? I completely agree. Lawrence Taylor. I, I see your icon. For, uh, for Google is Lawrence Taylor. That's fantastic. So uh, it is no surprise for a lot of people that know who I am. Uh, I am a diehard Broncos fan. I have been for as long as I have been, I don't know, up, I've been as long as I've been a Broncos fan. I've been a Broncos fan. Uh, probably starting in like 95. Just fell in love with John Elway. So romantic. Uh, just always loved Elway. You know, there's like a player that you're just like, this player is amazing. Probably what Patrick Mahomes is to a lot of uh, teenagers where they're just like, this dude is awesome. So I think you're going to see a lot of Chiefs fans down the line. The difference that makes them not front runners will be if they stay with the Chiefs forever. Um, and I have stayed with the Broncos through quite some ups and downs. Uh, so for me, this game is going to be very difficult to watch. I get to watch... Hated Tom Brady. I really don't hate him anymore. We beat him twice to get to Super Bowls. It's like, whatever. Or I root for our division rival, the Chiefs. So I know I'm going to be in the minority in our room right now talking about this. But, yeah, I'm not rooting for the Chiefs. I can appreciate their greatness, and the Broncos are so far from being competitive with them. We've lost, I think, 10 straight games to them over the last five years. It's been a long time. Last time we beat them was week two of 2015. Ugh. So uh, I'm not rooting for the Chiefs, but I definitely can appreciate how great they are and how historic this would be if they went back to back. So before we chat about any of that stuff, Super Bowl is known for food. It's like the biggest day of gluttony there is. 
Shivraj, talk to us about what's like your fate. What are the things you look forward to on Super Bowl Sunday to uh, to shovel in your face? Well, it's pretty much all greasy foods. So mozzarella sticks, pizza, nachos. It's it's like Thanksgiving. After a while, you get in a food coma. So nice. great. Well, that's that's why they have the halftime show so long, and that's why they pick like terrible artists like The Weeknd. Oh, shots fired! Yeah. Uh, so that you can kind of fall asleep during it and digest it and be ready to eat again. <laughs> if that okay. wasn't glorious. Uh, Shivraj, if you had to pick one, what's the one thing that you couldn't live without on Super Bowl Sunday, food-wise? Oh, that's hard. Um, I, I eat a lot of greasy foods. Uh, I really love mozzarella sticks. Like, nice. I'm really, I love that. Marinara sauce, so good. Mozzarella sticks, or as us Italians say, mozzarella sticks, they go for the win. Michael, what about you? What's your food you could not live without for Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, you can't. You got to have your wings. If you don't have them, you're just missing out. Right on. Yeah. What kind of wings? You go blue cheese or uh, or ranch? Nothing. Just straight wing. That's the kind of – I, Michael, I am proud to share a first name with you. Dipping your wings is like watering down the heat. Mm -hmm. What would be the purpose of having the wing if you're just going to neutralize the flavor? Exactly. Yeah, dude, <laughs> you you and I, listen, I got your back on this. When people start sending hate our way and their thumbs get a firing, uh, I, I will back you up, and, and I hope you will do the same too. Michael, what are your favorite wings? Buffalo, probably. Nice. All right. What place, I mean? Oh, well, Buffalo Wild Wings, it's good, but it's not that yeah. good. I think I got yeah. some at Red Tomato, and they actually weren't that bad. I like them. Nice. Uh, today's episode of the Monarch Experience is brought to you by the Red Tomato in Marlboro, New Jersey. Uh, my personal favorite wings are right next door from La Rosa, also a sponsor of our podcast. <laughs> uh, th their wings are double fried before you put any of the, bu the buffalo sauce on them. So they are like super crispy. La Rosa's wings, by far my favorite. Obviously with all this food, not one man can eat this food alone or not one woman can eat this food alone. So obviously this year might be a little bit different, but uh, what is your normal Super Bowl viewing party or gathering look like? Are you going somewhere? Are you hosting? Is your family having a lot of people over? I, again, I know this year is going to probably look totally different. I may watch the game alone in my basement and just cry about the fact that the Broncos aren't good, but I'm used to that by now. Shivraj, what's your uh, what does it look like for you? Uh, yeah, I guess I guess last two years, uh, I feel like 2018, I had I went to this, my uh, I think family friends party. So fun, so exciting because the game was just insane. At, um. Eagles Patriots game, and then oh, after yeah. that, you then you had that Falcons Patriots game. I wasn't too stoked in the beginning, and I just fell asleep. I mean, we did have food there too. Me, my dad, my brother, we all just sat there and ate. And then this year, we actually uh, got a new soundbar, got a new TV, so we're gonna watch it on that. Nice. And we're gonna have all this food, so like nachos and on for so yeah pretty much awesome. Shivraj, I'll, I'll be in your driveway so if, if you hear some yelling it'll be me in your driveway going throw me some nachos 
<laughs> I love that. Dude, dude, this is the year to kind of splurge on that stuff, on like all the tech equipment, because it's like, you know what? Like, let's make this exciting. Let's get surround sound. Let's get a sound bar. Let's get a yeah. giant TV. Let's get two giant TVs. Michael, what's uh, what's your typical Super Bowl viewing gathering kind of look like? Typical party would probably be like my family goes to like my fit my friends like house with another family and you know just have a good time eat food watch the game play a few games at halftime yeah i love it yeah for me over the last couple of years it's kind of been very i guess with the uh, arrival of our children it's been a lot more like maybe my parents would come over maybe my brother comes over nothing too crazy uh i used to be very superstitious when the broncos used to be good so back in 2015 where they made the Super Bowl. Uh, my best friend, who lives in uh, North Carolina, came to came up to visit, and he said, "Hey, man, like the Broncos are playing the Steelers uh, in the divisional round." And he was like, "Can I care? You want to watch the game together?" And I was like, "Dude, I am a nervous wreck. I am very stressed. This might be hate last year. We have a legit shot because our defense was great." And I told him, "If you're gonna come." And they win. I need you to promise you're going to be there for all the games because then you are a part of this winning. And I am very superstitious. I told my dad the same thing. Uh, and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in. So they all came and watched the same games. Um, because my mom didn't come to the divisional round game or the conference championship game, because she's like, I don't care. But she likes the, the you know, she likes the Super Bowl. She likes the commercials. She likes hanging out with everybody. Uh, I, I didn't invite my own mother to my house. But I invited my father. So I guess, Mom, if you're listening, now is the time five years later or six years later that I say I'm sorry. I was like, I don't want you ruining it or jinxing it. Because two years prior, the Broncos were in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. A friend of mine texted me the day of and said, hey, dude, you care if I come over and watch the game? And I was like, oh, man, what if he jinxes it? I don't know. I said, yeah, Broncos got blown out like 48 to, to 8. And I blame him to this day. Yeah. She made a cake that morning. She made a she made a go Broncos cake for me. All right. So historical context of this game is is pretty huge, All right? So uh, I think for like you guys, you've only known Tom Brady being great. Like your entire existence, Tom Brady has played in the NFL, which is crazy. In fact, your existence came after three of his championships. Oh, yeah. Right, because Michael, you were born in what, 2007? Yes. And then Shivraj, you were born in 2008. 2008? Yeah, so like Brady already won in 2001, 2003, and 2004, which is insane because Brady's three Super Bowls that he's made in his 40s are as many Super Bowls that Breeze, Rogers, and Dan Marino have been to in their combined careers. Brady's 43. In the four years that he's been a 40-something-year-old, he's made the same amount that these three great Hall of Famers have made in their entire careers. Is it is it not even arguable at this point, guys, that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time? I, I don't want to say he's the greatest of all time because, like, I'm, I'm so happy that the Giants beat him in the Super Bowl. They defeated his 16-0 season. Yeah. But, like, just hearing Tom Brady being – 44 and like 43, 44, don't even care at this point. Making it to the Super Bowl again 
and now on a different team. It's just like, it's so weird. It's annoying at the same time too. I want a new team to make it. <laughs> Well, that's kind of cool. Is like I, I wonder if, as a Giants fan, you guys can almost kind of put it as, put it aside because like you beat him twice, so you can't. I, do you hate him as, as much? I wonder if you hate him as much as Jets fans hate him, where he's just owned them. Michael, what are your thoughts? Are you? I could say I, I don't think we hate him as much as Jets fans. As I have a Jets fan, I, I mean, I know a Jets fan, and oh boy, he is he, he has a passion for. Hating Tom Brady. Yeah, he's full Chiefs all the way now, this game. <laughs> oh, man. So for, and it's funny because, like, for me, I'm just like, ugh, Chiefs, I hate them. And, like, that means that rivalry means nothing to you guys because they're just not in your division. So, I mean, that's the fun thing about rivalries and divisions in football is I hate the Chiefs. I hate the Raiders. I, I feel meh towards the Chargers because they kind of historically have stunk. But what's so crazy about this is, like, the last team to go, to win back-to-back Super Bowls, or, or the last two teams to win back-to-back Super Bowls, you're looking at the 97-98 Denver Broncos. You know I had to get that in there. And then you've got the 2003-2004 Patriots, where they beat the Panthers, and then they beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. The infamous Donovan McNabb throwing up on the sideline uh, on in the last drive game. Here's the awesome part about this historically. It's like life comes full circle. The team that the Patriots beat, to go back to back in 04 were the Eagles. The yeah. Eagles head coach was Andy Reid. Andy Reid right now is coaching the Chiefs, and he has a chance to win his second Super Bowl in a row, which is a rarity in the NFL, especially in the NFL now. I, the, and these are just like some of the storylines that I'm so excited for. Uh, and Andy Reid seems like a good dude. It's hard not to root for him, even if he looks like a walrus. <laughs> Be, Patrick Mahomes will be the youngest uh, QB to win multiple Super Bowls before he turns 25. So, I mean, you got a legend right there. I mean, he's like in his prime, but could not you yet. imagine being a legend at 25? <sighs> what am I doing with my life? It's unthinkable. I'm, I'm 34. He's accomplishing two Super Bowls and MVPs <laughs> at 25. I haven't won any MVPs by now. That's ridiculous. And the, I mean, like, if we could stay with Tom Brady's greatness for a second before we talk about Patrick Mahomes' greatness, and I think he's the best quarterback. My brother and I were talking about this, and, like, it's crazy to say it. He's only 25, but I, I think I think he might be the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play because I've just never seen the combination. Like, they talk about, like, baseball, five-tool athletes. He's like a five-tool football player. It's nuts to see what he can do. Um, he's, he's, like, perfect. But Brady... Brian, Tom Brady has more championships, more Super Bowl wins than the Lions and Bengals as a franchise have playoff victories in their team history. And the Lions were one of the original eight teams going back to like the 50s, I think. That's insane. It is. It really is. So Brady, I think he's going to his first Super Bowl without Bill Belichick, so... We'll have to see how that goes. See, Bruce Arians is actually really well revered around the league, especially as a, as a like a passing game coordinator. I know he's the head coach, but he's been uh, an offensive coordinator on some really prolific teams. I think he was actually the offensive coordinator on the Steelers team that won the Super Bowl against the Cardinals, um, if I'm not mistaken. And I 
think he where was the last place he was the I think he was the interim head coach for the for the Colts when Chuck I, Pagano had cancer. I I'm pretty sure he was on the Cardinals at one point. Yeah, and I think he also I think he worked with Carson Palmer and kind of like revitalized his career. So it's pretty amazing what Bruce Arians is able to do as a offensive-minded head coach. I mean, and I think you're kind of seeing that with with the Bucks. If we yeah. could stay with Brady for a second again, the AFC South as a total, all those teams in the AFC South have five Super Bowl appearances. The NFC South has seven total Super Bowl appearances for all those teams in their history. Tom Brady has 10. One man has done this. I just think, like, we're never going to see anything even close to this again. If if Mahomes wins two Super Bowls, he's in the category of greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Brady might win seven just to, like, see that gap between the two. Michael, I mean, do you – who do you think the greatest quarterback of all time is? Do you do you think it's Brady? Do you do you think it's someone else? It definitely is Brady, but he had a lot of factors that played into his winnings and the why <laughs> he is the greatest. Because yeah. <laughs> I would argue that Peyton Manning, he's probably the best quarterback, but he but Tom Brady is the most successful quarterback. And that success, like, it just is it's a lot larger than Payne Mannings. Then, like, the individual success? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think that's really, really well said. Uh, but so what Tom Brady might be on the precipice of doing is pretty cool. Uh, there are three – this is a fun uh, – maybe this is a fun trivia question, so I'll pose it as a question for our listeners to kind of, like, get their thoughts together or Google it. Um, why you would Google it is beyond me. I'll tell you the answer. There are three quarterbacks – Four, actually, sorry. There are four quarterbacks that have ever made the Super Bowl for two different teams. So I'll, I'll say if you're going to try to figure that out, hit pause on Spotify or iTunes or Anchor.fm or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, and then if you can't figure it out, I'll tell you the answer right now. 1977, uh, Craig Morton made it to the Super Bowl with the Broncos. He was originally uh, with the Cowboys. Uh, he actually faced the Cowboys in that Super Bowl and lost. So Craig Morton made it to two Super Bowls, lost, though. Uh, Kurt Warner won with the Rams in 99, lost with the Cardinals, I think, in 08. Peyton Manning was the first quarterback to ever quarterback two championship teams, won it with the Colts in 2006, I think, and then won it with the Broncos in 2015. So he was the first quarterback to ever play for two, be a, a Super Bowl champion on two different teams. Brady's doing that or has a chance to do that, but he's also going to be doing it for the first time in two different conferences. He won him in the AFC, and now he's going in the NFC. So yep. more and more history. Uh, really cool fact I saw about the Steelers that you guys mentioned. Um, one formal Steelers player is guaranteed actually a Super Bowl ring just to rub it in Big Ben's face. Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are both on the – Chiefs and ones on the Bucks. Dude, I totally when I when you said that or like when you when I read that you you posted that I was like, what are you talking about? I forgot the Chiefs have Le'Veon Bell. No. Oh. 
which is just crazy because neither one of those players, when they were on the Steelers, they were superstars, and now they're kind of like role players on their respective teams. Yeah, they like fell out of their prime, but yeah. they were on good teams, though. Yeah, they had support uh, by them. Michael, who do you think would have the bigger impact on this game between the two former Steelers players? Who do you think is more important to their team, Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell? Um. I I, I want to say Le'Veon because I believe that Clyde is actually not playing. I think he's I think still he's injured good. for that game. Yeah. So it. And a lot can change. If he pop, if he does amazing in that game, then he is no doubt going to make a huge difference, like the running back on the Chiefs did last year. Yes. Uh, uh Dame Williams. Yeah, I think he he opted out this year. Yes, he did. Um, and he dude, he was good, too. He was really good. Yep. Shivrod, who do you think is going to have a bigger impact, oh. Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell? I think Antonio Brown is going to have the biggest game ever. Really? All right, well, gonna- here's your hot take right here. That's the bold prediction of the of the day. Shivraj, really? Uh, why? Duh. He's been playing with so many great, talented QBs. Big Ben, one of them. He's made it to so many Super Bowls. Same with Tom Brady. Tom Brady can has that connection with Antonio. I mean, they can make some plays, make some routes that can really hurt this um, Chiefs secondary. Because Tom Brady has so much experience with playing against Chiefs. He knows what kind of they play. And, yeah, I just feel like Antonio Brown is going to have, like, so good. He's going to have two touchdowns over 200 receiving yards. He's going to He's going to kill it. Wow. So you heard it here first. So forget about any other people who make hot takes like your Skip Baylesses or anybody else on NFL Network. Shivraj has just said the hottest of all hot takes, the boldest of all bold predictions. You said two touchdowns and over 200 yards for Antonio Brown. Yep. Wow. All right. My opinion on who's going to have the bigger impact between the two former Steelers players? Neither. I think they're both role players. I think I don't think the Chiefs are going to run the ball. Andy Reid loves to go pass happy, um, and I think when you look at the 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 Bucks passing yards per game, they're ranked twenty first. They're letting up two hundred and forty nine yards a game. I think that you're. I mean, you can't run the ball against the Bucks. They have the number one rushing defense. They only let up eighty yards per game. Um, their front seven is nasty. With David, I always want to call him Larry David. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. Between David and White, uh, the two off-the-ball linebackers, and then you've got their front seven. You've got Stump, uh, uh, Dominant Sue, uh, Vita Vea. These guys are beasts. So I just don't think you're going to run against them. I I think they're going to be able to pass all over the Bucks because we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and the number one ranked passing game or passing team in the league so i just don't see either either guy having much impact in this game i mean you know what maybe shivraj i'll say antonio brown will have like one catch eight yards one touchdown okay maybe i'm going i'm like too high with like 200 yards so no, i'm gonna bring it, it down no, don't, don't bring it down stay with okay. it because if because if he hits 200 yards dude and you back <laughs> out of that you're gonna regret it you're gonna be like well i could have been the one um, so as we're looking at like as we're looking at some of these matchups, where do you see the biggest uh, exploitation 
You know, I, I don't want to talk in cliches. You guys are knowledgeable. This is such a great, this is so great. Uh, I don't want to talk in like football cliches where it's like, what's the key to the game? It's like uh, turnovers. Well, obviously turnovers are a big deal. Or I don't want to say, you know, like the most, the biggest cliche is always like, they got to get pressure. If they get, you know, Tom Brady doesn't like getting hit. Name me one person in the world who does like getting hit. So where do you think the biggest exploitation, where is for in your eyes, either the player or the position or the key to this game? Uh, Shivraj, we'll start with you. Okay, so when I'm thinking about this, like, it's kind of going to give me, like, these weird vibes because, like, I just don't feel like there's a lot of positions on the field where, like, there's uh, the chief secondary can stand up to. I mean, the secondary is not as strong, but they definitely have some talent. And same with the uh, Bucks. They, I think they picked off Aaron Rodgers, and that's a very rare thing you see because Aaron Rodgers has never yeah. really been picked off. So he that could uncomfortable. Be- yeah, he really was. They they got so much pressure. Um, I don't really know, really. I mean, it could be anywhere. But I feel like the Chiefs are going to let off. They're going to kind of back off on Brady. They're going to focus more on Leonard Fournette. And, okay. You know, so I think that's where things kind of get weird. You think everything goes through their running game? Leonard Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones the second? Yep. All right. Awesome. There it is. Uh, Antonio Brown's going to have a huge day, but the key is going to be the running game because you got to yep. open up. You got to open up the pass, right? Love yep. it, uh, Michael. Where do you think the key to this game is? What's a matchup you think our listeners should be kind of focusing in on? Well, the one thing I've noticed is that in the Packers versus Bucks game, not Packers, in the Saints versus Bucks game, Michael yeah. Thomas was held to zero catches, and that was for one main reason, as Drew Brees, he couldn't throw that like far, so yeah. all they had to do was keep the corner around Michael Thomas and his short routes, and just has a safety there for backup in case he catches it, and they mm. easily shut him down. However, they can't do that against the Chiefs yeah, because no they way. have too many offensive weapons, too many threats, and too many deep shots that they can easily get on them. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, even like Nicole Hardman and Sammy Watkins can easily harm yeah. them. Sammy Watkins could have like the biggest game imaginable if if you're able to shut down Kelsey and you're able to I mean how do you do that but if you're able to shut down Kelsey and you're able to shut down Hill again how do you do that Sammy Watkins could kill you yeah Michael which is crazy so what do you so what do you think the key to the game then is are you, are you thinking it, it it's on minimizing the damage that Hill and Kelsey do or does that not even matter like they're gonna they're gonna put up crazy numbers they're probably just going to have to – the Bucks probably going to have to match anything that the Chiefs can do. It's going to just be an offensive matchup in my mind. Whoever I agree. the most points. Yeah, I, I think this game um, – so watching the Packers-Bucks game, that game felt frantic. It was like – it was like – but it was, it was so enjoyable because it was like uh, a lot of scoring and that the Bucks kind of took a lead and then the Packers had a bunch of tur- – uh, Created a bunch of turnovers. Yeah. Packers ended up going down and scoring like 10 fast points. And it was like, this game is nuts. It just kept on progressing. It wasn't methodical. It wasn't like a slugfest. Um, I don't think this Super Bowl is going to be like the Rams-Patriots where we were falling asleep by halftime. I think this is going to be more like the Eagles-Patriots where it's just matching score for score. Michael, I couldn't agree more with you. My key to the game, 
and I am an undeniable Bronco homer. So I'm rooting for the Bucks. Shaq Barrett, former Bronco, big part of the 2015, underrated part of the 2015 defense that won. Shaq Barrett has become a monster since arriving in Tampa Bay. And considering that Eric Fisher, all pro, all world left tackle, is out with an Achilles injury, I think Barrett on whoever their backup tackle is, is going to be the matchup to watch. Because you're going to see Barrett likely killing that dude. And if Mahomes, ha if Mahomes has time, he's going to put up like 700 yards. He's going to put up like Madden numbers on rookie. Um, I think the key is going to be, you know, we're all agreeing it's going to be a score fest. They're going to be scoring like crazy. But I think if Barrett is able to make plays, the way like the Eagles, that game ended on a sack and you're able to like make this key play, I think that Barrett – I. I don't think you're going to contain the Chiefs' offense. I, I don't even. I don't think you're going to stop them. I don't think you're going to contain them. I think that if Barrett can get pressure on Mahomes, it gives them an opportunity to make big plays defensively. So that's my bold prediction. Shaq Barrett for MVP, former Bronco. I think he's number 48. Love that dude. Plus, his name is Shaq. How could you not love a guy named Shaq? Shivraj, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, Devin White. I mean – Mahomes really loves to look, um, roll out that pocket, but Devin yeah. White is so speedy, so quick. He can get there in no time. Like, see, I think he can one that can may stop uh, Tyreek Hill on the flat area if he's playing on the flats. Then yeah. maybe, but I think Devin White's just an all pro. He can he can get really really good. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see how they contain Hill because what Hill will kill my my brother and I watching the game last week we were laughing that like they get Tyreek Hill out on these flat patterns where he catches the ball like four yards off the line of scrimmage, but he's so fast that you're so afraid to even tackle him because if you miss him, he's gone eighty yards. So you're like he does this thing where he dances, but he's dancing forward. And he basically catches the ball two yards off the line of scrimmage and then dances 15 yards forward before like eight guys tackle him. And it's like a two-yard pass turns into a 15-yard gain. And all he was doing was just kind of doing one of these little like juke moves the whole time. So he is scary good. And then when they line him up and he just runs across the field, it's like not even a post pattern. He just runs like the sloppiest just right across the field. Uh, they were calling it basically like a fly route or like a go route, just streaking. Uh, but he does it diagonal. You can't stop him because your safety can't catch him and your corner gets completely just washed out of the play. So I think Devin White might be a huge part of this game because he but, is super fast. But Tyreek Hill being one of the fastest wide receivers in the league is just plays such a key role. Like that's such an offensive threat. If you have – one of the fastest player, uh, well, fastest player in the NFL, going up against players that are not even probably top ten fastest or top twenty fastest, it's going to create such a problem. And the Bucks are going to have to double team him the whole game. Yeah, because the way he can move is really good. And then when you do that, you're just letting Kelsey run all over the place. <sighs> Same. And, yeah. And then he's he's going to kill you. And then like Michael said, you you got to watch out for for Hartman or. Yep. Um, or Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield. <laughs> yeah, Michael Harmon was actually really good in that Bills game. He, uh, yeah. on the, I think those jet sweeps, he really got around those Bills. So 
Yeah, I think you're going to see some fun trickeration on the field too. Uh, I just, I just don't know. I, my gut tells me that the, I don't want the Chiefs to win, but I just can't see a world where they don't. There's just, they're just so unstoppable at times, uh, and and Hill is, is just at a different level. Um, I guess this would be the time where we make our predictions for the game. Who? Do, so I've said who I want to win. <laughs> Uh, I want the Bucks to win, and Shaq Barrett for MVP, baby. Uh, I I want the Bucks to win because it's like choosing the lesser of two evils. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's going to be like, I think it's going to be like forty-two to thirty-eight. I think it's going to be that insane of a game. Shivraj, who's your prediction? Who do you think is going to win? Oh, I got Chiefs all the way. Yeah, Chiefs I mean- all the way. Patrick Mahomes, unstoppable. Like, just let him win. Come on. <laughs> it's like Brady versus Mahomes. You got one of the oldest QBs to ever play, and then you got one of the youngest QBs playing. See, I think this is going to come to a nail-biter. It's going to be like an interception thrown by Brady. Like, mm-hmm. see, last week against Green Bay, he threw a lot of interceptions. He just kind of destroyed he did. So I yeah. feel like that's what he's going to do here. And Mike Evans had a terrible game. So I – have a feeling it's going to come down to an interception and then Chiefs are going to celebrate on the field. Well, there's always one thing you can count on. And the thing you can always count on in life, you know, they say like death, taxes. I'm going to say death, taxes, and and, and Mike <laughs> Evans. I hope I haven't been calling him Chris Evans. Uh, and Mike Evans scoring a touchdown because that dude's been a touchdown machine this whole year. Michael, what's your prediction? Who's winner of the game? I, I have the Chiefs, but I have bad I have a bad feeling that the Bucks are gonna win for one reason and one reason only. My dad, he has been horrible with his picks so far. He picked the Packers winning, they lost. He picked the Bills winnings, they lost. He picked the Saints being the Bucks, they lost. So So my prediction, I still think you're getting Chiefs win. I think Hill is going to be MVP. I, I actually I'm gonna take that back. I don't think Hill is going to be the MVP because that would mean Patrick Mahomes has to play a bad game. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to play a bad game. So I think Mahomes is going to be your MVP. Uh, Shivraj, what are your thoughts? I know oh, you said yeah. Chiefs, who's your MVP? Travis Kelsey. He, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I think he had over 100 yards in these past two postseason games. Yeah. He had over 10 receptions. He he was on top of it. I mean – he, I think he had over 1,400 yards this year. So he has his all-time high. I mean, Yeah, Shivraj, uh, Kelsey's year has been nuts. It's actually like historically one of the greatest, if not like the greatest or biggest year that a tight end has ever had. Uh, it's, it's really nuts. It's nuts. And to think that he can do that with another crazy weapon like Hill uh, mm-hmm. you know, on offense is even more impressive because there's only one ball to go around. Halftime show, obviously a big part of the game. Commercials, obviously a big part of the game. Do any of us have feelings about the weekend? Uh, no. I'm, uh, I mean, I like the one song that we hear nonstop in the commercials. It's, it's kind of catchy, but not my, not my style of music. I'm not like a huge fan of it. I still say the greatest Super Bowl halftime performance show was uh, the, the Bears-Colts in 2006 or seven, where Prince performed. Uh, and... He ended up playing Purple Rain in the rain, uh, which is just nuts. It was such an incredible sight to see. Uh, you can't do it any better than Prince. Although I will say, as much as I hated Super Bowl 48, which for reasons we won't talk about, 
Bruno Mars was fantastic in that Super Bowl. And Bruno Mars is awesome. I, I like him. Uh, there's obviously the commercials as we're, we're winding down to the end right here. Shivraj, how much money has been spent? How much money is being spent for the Super Bowl this year? I think this year is $5.6 million. So, yeah. The That's ad a- itself costs $5.6 million is what you're telling me? For a 30-second commercial, yes. That's chump change, man. I could afford that in one year teaching. Come on. $5.6 million. I'm going to run some commercials for the Monarch Experience then during the <laughs> Super Bowl. That's enough. $5.6 million. But when you start thinking about like why it costs that much money for people who are just like they're not, they're not into the Super Bowl or they're just like, why does it cost that much? Uh, it's, it's because how many people were watching this game? That's such a huge part of it. Some pretty cool stuff, though, with the commercials. Budweiser and Coke, it's like the first time that they're not running ads. That it's the first time they're not running uh, ads since 1983. So like our entire Super Bowl watching lives have have always had a Budweiser commercial with the Clydesdales or the uh, the What's Up or any famous ad they've run. And same thing with Coke. To not do it this year is kind of crazy, but it's really nice. They're using the money they would have spent, uh, and they're using that towards the vaccine ads. Um, and helping to promote that and yeah. to helping like spread awareness for that, which is awesome. And I, what I read was that their idea was, yes, more people will see the commercial if we did it during the Super Bowl. But if we use all that money and spread it out over the next eight months or a year or however long it takes, um, they're thinking more people will see it over a longer period of time and it might have a greater impact that way. So kudos That's to right. Budweiser and Coke. Shivraj, what's your favorite can you think of any favorite Super Bowl commercials or what company are you are you looking forward to seeing a commercial um, by? I think this was 2018 when um Eli Manning, I think, was ballerina dancing with Odell yes. Beckham, and that was such a funny commercial, and I loved it. And, um, that, one, that one stood out. I do remember that one. Are you looking forward to any this year that or maybe there's been a lot of buzz around? Um, Not really, but Chipotle is making their first um, – Super Bowl commercial this year, so interesting. What uh, about what's uh, what's like their their angle? Oh, what do they? So they're focusing on saving water and supporting local growers. So that's nice of them. All right. So there's a lot of like nice commercials. It sounds like. Uh, yep. Here's what I'm hoping. I want to laugh. I know we're living in a very serious time. We're living in an unprecedented time. Those are words I think that you're going to hear probably like 90 times during the Super Bowl ads. I think if you don't care about the game and you just want to watch the Super Bowl, don't worry about betting on other things. Don't You don't think you can bet, but uh, don't worry about having friendly bets with your friends. Look for the words unity, unprecedented times, American. Those are phrases, I think, or words that are going to be thrown out nonstop during the commercials. Uh, and while I think it's, only fair that we're going to see obviously stuff that deals with COVID and, and yeah. uh, you know, all like, a lot of political things I'm sure that are all going to have really great messages. I, I want to watch a Super Bowl and I want to laugh. So that's what I'm hoping for. And I think, uh, I think I've read Mountain Dew is coming out with the new flavor, a watermelon flavor. That sounds so that, that actually doesn't sound terrible. It really doesn't. It's going to be 50, 50. I love their Mountain Dew commercial. I think last year, it was the 
here comes I think Johnny commercial. Yeah. So Mountain Dew, I think Doritos, they both do a really great job of having funny commercials. So I know we can count on them for the laughs. If I have to sit and choose between Tom Brady or the Chiefs, just at least make me laugh during the commercials then. I don't want anything too serious. I don't want to hear about trying times or unprecedented times. My head's going to explode. My head's going to explode if they say trying unprecedented times if they combine the two. Um, um, so I think the, I think last year there's a lot of teases and new cars and stuff. Yeah. There's been a lot of teases about this Apple car. If there could be a tease about it this year or there could be like new electronic cars this year. Or it could be Elon Musk talking about new Teslas or Yeah, I was I was just gonna think there's gotta be something Tesla based. Um and but every car commercial is always the same, right? It's always like super intense, uh, a lot of night driving, a lot of like posh living, and then you always have to have a narrator with an accent. <laughs> for the yep. luxury cars, right? Not for yeah. Ford, right? For any American car, it's it's never a, an accent, but like you know, your new Lexus dealer. I don't know what kind of accent that was, but it's always someone that you're like, ooh, they sound important. <laughs> So, yeah, for our listeners, be on the lookout for those ridiculous things in the commercials. As we're winding down, I have to make sure that I thank Shivraj and Michael for a really, really awesome and great football conversation. Uh, obviously, they know far more about football than, than I ever knew in eighth grade. So really amazing, really, really awesome. Uh, they did a great job. Uh, it looks like we're all kind of the, in the same boat with our predictions. Uh, if we were right fantastic and and anybody won money or friendly bets or cookies uh make sure you send some our way because we deserve a cut of that if you used our predictions to help you get, get your prizes uh you can find our podcast uh, anywhere that podcast can be found itunes spotify apple podcast uh google podcast stitcher breaker everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Uh, and if you're looking to get on a future episode, obviously just shoot me an email. You know how to do this. We're 33 episodes deep. Uh, stay safe. Stay hungry. 